welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 20th of November, uh, 2023. I am your host, Biggest Bennett, and joining me, as always, is Erin Dawes, but not for much longer, Ed Nightingale. I don't understand her indoors. It's a very kind of old misogynistic uh, word for like a wife. Lovely. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, indoors. Because, you know, she's always in doors um, while the man goes and works. Wow. I'd like to make it clear. I'm fully against that phrase, but I just, yeah, thought, it, I just thought it'd be quite funny. <laughs> it's quite funny to keep referring to you. A good that. start. Excellent. But yeah, we are um, recording this. Now, if you are listening to this, I was about to say when it's out, of course, who, who's listened to it before? And we, or if you listen to it seven days before, uh, no, what? Within seven days of it coming out, we will be on holiday. There's the phrase. We will be on holiday. Yes. We are going to be in Cape Verde. Yeah. Which is, yeah, me too. I don't understand what a relaxing holiday feels like. So it's going to be really weird. What's a relaxing holiday? No, I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a relaxing holiday. It's just, well, I have, but it's. I, I don't know how to relax. I'm worried I'm going to be bored after the first day. I mean, that's when you get a book or you play your Switch. I've got books. you got a Switch. I've got a Switch. Yeah. I've also downloaded on my phone um, the entirety of the most recent season of Sun- Selling Sunset. So if I want to watch Netflix, I can, oh, you can. I can just, I can whop that out. Yes. Just a, just a, move the microphone a tiny bit. We're, Sorry, uh, I couldn't be bothered to wear headphones, but it's because I packed them yes. for our trip. Because I haven't, because I'm only half packed and it's currently, well, let's just say it's late. It's late. And we've got to get up very, very early for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's... I've also, sh- I'd like to apologise because I shaved my beard too short. Because no. I thought I will trim it short because I'm not going to take my, my beard trimmers for a that week. That suits you. And and it's very short. I don't like it. It's very short. Like, I feel like from a distance it looks a little salt and pepper, but it's not. Salt and pepper? Yeah. How dare. But it's not. It's just because it's short. And I think you've got bits of blonde... In there, haven't you? There's there's bits of got white. A bit of your dinner in there the, as well. No. There you go. There oh, you got it now. There's bits of white. There's bits of ginger. There's bits of grey. Bits he, he got from each guy. <laughs> it's like as a memento. Da- I've only got one dad, thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, well you can. You, I, you're making it a lot less dirty than I was. Um, but yeah, that is what we're going to be doing over the next week. And for those of you who don't that are like going, what on earth is happening? When's the podcast next week going to be next Monday? Because I hear you're coming back on the Monday. That's true. But as of, well, from now on, the podcast is going to be released on a Friday. Mm. And this is obviously, this will be the last one or the last time it's released on a Monday. And the next podcast will be, we'll skip one Friday because I mean, we're away and we'll, we'll have stuff to talk about, but not on the podcast. We're not going to record. That'll be the following Friday. So Friday, the 1st of December will be the next podcast. And then it will be every single Friday after that, in addition to some little extra things, including Inbox, because Inbox is coming back. Yay. We finally found enough time. So uh, long story short, I've uh, my streaming was just getting in the way of pretty much everything. So I'm kind of focusing it on Friday and Sunday. I used to do it seven days a week. Going down to two is radical. I know. Imagine having a life. Nobody's going to follow me anymore. It isn't online. Friday and Sunday are going to be my streaming days. And on Wednesday and Saturday, my playthrough of a game will be coming up, which is Spider-Man 2. Uh, Episode 1 will be up this Wednesday, next Saturday, Episode 2. And there's also going to be Inbox on the Tuesday, which will go up. And yeah, 
that's pretty much it. Except for Monday will also be whatever I've been streaming on Sunday. So I'll be getting back into Baldur's Gate 3. Lots and lots of stuff. Just go to youtube.com slash biggestbenness. All the videos for Inbox, swapping joysticks, my playthrough, whatever I've been playing, that's going to be on there. And uh, yeah, but I will be streaming still on Fridays and Sundays on Twitch. There we go. This turned into a big advert for me. Isn't every podcast? No. <laughs> How dare you? Um, Thank you for watching Twitter, uh, youtube.com slash biggestbenness. Do you want to get your toy out for everyone? Uh, not right now, sure. This one. No, not that one. Okay. Uh, this one. Now, this bad Honestly. for people. It's kind of bad for people that are listening to this, but we will explain it to you. But I'm currently holding in my hands a PlayStation Portal. And a PlayStation Portal, otherwise known as the PSP. I'm just going to go and load this up and show you what happens. So I've just turned this on. There's a little... Well, Ed, can you describe... Tell the listeners what is happening. You're holding a PlayStation Portal and there is a dark blue glowing screen and in the centre of that screen is a PlayStation icon which, when you press the button, loads up a menu. And it's connecting to the PlayStation in the living room because one thing I did test out uh, was... Do I need to press anything? Yeah. One thing I did, I do need to test out, I did test out, was having it on Wi-Fi. So the PlayStation in here in the office, because we've got two. Well, do you want to explain what it does first? Um, oh, sure. It's a handheld, it streams the play, it's an accessory for the PlayStation 5, and it streams the PS5 to your hand. And it's like quite a large, it's a pretty large display. It's not quite tablet size, but it's not quite. Oh. It's bigger than a phone. Yeah. If you want to. So there. That is Ed with his, well, it's about, oh, I don't know, centimetres. This is 15 centimetres by, or 14 centimetres by, I don't know, and I can't, oh, wait, reconnect. That's what I need to do, don't I? It's, um, why won't you let me do it? Is it like nine inches? I, oh, I don't know, possibly. Hold your hand up and we'll see. It's, <laughs> yeah, quite nine inches. But I'm currently re trying to connect to the one in the living room, although I'm not sure it's letting me. Um, so basically it connects via Wi-Fi. Yes. But um, when we first did it, we connected it to the PlayStation that is in here, mm -hmm. uh, which we use for streaming. And um, that is connected on Wi-Fi. So then it's basically PlayStation to Wi-Fi and then Portal to Wi-Fi, which was a lot of Wi-Fi. And, and, and a lot of lag. It couldn't really handle it. So then you connected it to the one in the other room, which we have connected wired. Yes. And that worked a hell of a lot better. So this is pretty smooth for you now, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm just waiting for it to load up so I can uh, show people that are watching on the video just how like low the lag is. But yeah, very, very smooth. We are logging in right now. It's bringing it up. There we go. Mm. And Liza P is on there. That's not a game. I'm, not, I'm sure I'm it's probably not the best game to uh, to play on this. But because, th I mean, th of course, there is a tiny bit of lag. But and I don't want to you know sound cruel when I say this to you, but you're original tv that we moved in had a little bit of lag and to be honest it had more of a notice it had more lag than this did um let's go and bring did up it though yeah definitely i'm just going to load up assassin's creed mirage because that is a game that you can just kind of move around and you can see the the differences mm. it's a good screen as well it's lcd not oled no. but it still looks pretty sharp it's bright it like it shows off the graphics well Give it a year and I bet an OLED model comes out. I'm going to be furious. Yeah, probably. But the one, one thing that's annoying, I mean, it has sold out. There are some scalpers out there, but I mean, not everybody that buys this, this thing is going to be a scalper. There are, and you could only buy one um, at the PlayStation store as well. There was only one that you could buy per person. Mm -hmm. um, but it has done really, really well. It sold, uh, it sold out 
pretty much everywhere now. You can't get them. You have to pay just a little bit more if you want to get it on eBay or something, but I wouldn't. It's over 300 quid on eBay, and it's 200 pounds to buy in the shop. That's pretty good, actually. So, so eBay is, is a pretty big markup. Yeah, okay, that's quite surprising. But that shows just how, I mean, they are selling for that price as well. Um, so it's not just scalpers. I'm sorry, I just saw loads of people being like, oh, this is shit, and all these scalpers are going to have loads of these on their hands. And it's like, no, people genuinely like it. There seems to be this, <clears throat> there's a certain group of people, um, people who leave comments on video games websites, who love to complain about something and say that something is shit and no one's ever going to play it uh, or going to use it if it's something that doesn't appeal to them. And it's like, you know, that there are other people in the world that might find this really useful, like me. Mm. So when you are... So who, well, who is this for then? This is for me. Okay. Um, who are you? I am Ben. And I'm somebody that likes to just kind of maybe play a little bit um, at home, a, a little bit like in bed or on the sofa while you're playing something. And there's quite a few, there are quite a few games, especially on PlayStation, that I really want to get the Platinum Trophy for. because it's And it's usually the side, like the mindless side stuff that I enjoy doing, a la The Division 2. And that kind of stuff is the stuff that you want to just have. You don't want to use up the whole TV for that and force you to watch it. I'm happy to just play like this. So here is, um, you can't see it too well, unfortunately, because it is quite um, light where I am at the moment. But this is Assassin's Creed Mirage. There's still a little bit of lag, you can see. But I mean, as far as that goes, it's pretty. I don't think that looks, I don't think that's bad at all. There you go. That's That's what it looks like. Pretty decent. It is pretty decent. It, this, it's really, really pretty. I know it's not OLED, but it is a very decent looking screen, um, especially on quite a lot of games. But I I mean, I played a game of uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer. That's the phrase. And I'm going to turn it off now. And it was um, like, fine. I killed five people. Did you? I did. I killed five people. I thought it was three. No, no, five. Oh. I killed five, but I died 13. That's maybe where you're thinking. But then I went and looked in the settings. And this is me who's not played a first-person shooter on a control, on a yeah, with a controller for a long time. But then I also checked that I was, that cross-play was on. So there were people playing on PC again against me. And if you're playing on PC, you've got the upper hand always. So, you know, it didn't feel bad at all. I, I thought it was, I think it's, it's a lot, lot better now the Wi-Fi was off. The second I started playing this, and it was like awful lag. It was kind of not artifacting, but it was like just stuttering a lot. And I was like, oh, oh dear, this, I'm going to have to send this back. This is not, because mm. I'm quite a stickler for lag. Yes, you are. Very much so. In fact, yeah, like that's why we've got a new TV in the other room. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, I'm quite a stickler for lag. So when that was happening, I'm like, I'm going to end up sending this back, aren't I? And then I think you reminded me, you were like, well, isn't it on Wi-Fi? And I was like, oh, of course. So then switching it out to the other one that is fully wired in, not a problem, not a problem. And I mean, we're using the Wi-Fi route, well, we're using the router that we got from BT that we're with. So if we had like an even better router, maybe it would run even better than that. But like, there's no problem at all with the uh, with it. And you can still play games like, yeah, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, one game, the games that you really need a quick reflex in, it's totally fine, totally usable. Skill issue though for... The person playing it but the actual lag and stuff that's not causing any any detriment to it so what are you planning on playing on this no idea okay great. Uh, no i just feel like playing yeah something like assassin's creed mirage is a good one or maybe 
like the Division 2. That's the Platinum I would like to have, because the first one I have platinum and I really enjoyed it. But unfortunately, Division 2, I played on PC and finished it, so I'm kind of grinding through it on here. Mm. But there are quite a lot of games that I wouldn't mind, that I maybe haven't finished, that I can just kind of goof around with on here. And I don't need to, yeah, take up the whole TV. Or in here, we have a bit of a new setup. Uh, you can't really see from where the angle is, but if you check out the... Um, well, if you check out my stream. stream, pretty much, yeah, you'll see. So, like that, there's a nice TV there, and I played a little bit of Pikmin on there, but, like, sometimes you just want to lie in bed, or I want to hang out with you while you're playing whatever scary, no. creepy game you got. No. No? Okay. No, I'd like some space. So there's all my PlayStation Portal. I mean, we're going to go into your game in just a second. I'll get my stuff out of the way, just because I know you've got a lot to say. That's all right. Um, but don't, don't pick it up too much. I know I'm looking forward to it. I'm very looking for, much oh looking God. forward to it. Okay. And I know this is not this is going to be hopefully not the world's longest stream because we have lots of stuff to do. But it's a podcast, but yes. That's what I meant. Um yeah, it's been a long day. It's been a long day because I finished Pikmin. Finished, finished, finished. Hey, finally. I have hundred percented every single area, including all the post-game areas, and did the incredibly long dungeon right at the very, very end. And the boss that used every single thing that you've got. That final boss is a prick. Oh, I liked it. No. I liked it because it was a different... I hated it. It was funny because I fought it and then managed to beat it. And then, oh, there's a second phase. And I was like, oh, it's like Dark Souls. But then as I was saying that, I said, oh, but a lot of video games, like typical, especially video games aimed at kids, you know, like Crash Bandicoot and all that, bosses don't normally have three phases. Lo and behold, there was a third phase. Mm -hmm. And then a fourth, a fifth, and then a sixth, and maybe a seventh. I can't remember. But there were lots of phases of that and because it, it cycles through elements it does because i mean this is pikmin pikmin is all about the elements and the very various like different resistances that these pikmin have or these qualities gone blurry FYI. oh you've gone blurry oh dear mm. there you are thanks and uh, <laughs> it fixed so like that was enjoyable because you get you got to use them all it did feel like a real proper final boss which i appreciated it did it definitely felt climactic which is is a nice end to the game. But for me, the game as a whole was kind of a piece of piss, which is great because like, I'm, I'm happy to just have a You're relaxing... You're trying to get Dandori gold stars. Well, I got silver most of them, I reckon. Um, but, it, okay, bits of it are more challenging. But on the whole, it's a pretty chilled, relaxing experience. And then it suddenly throws this like super difficult boss at you at the end. And what annoyed me, and I didn't say this when I played it because I didn't want to spoil it for you... Um, but the floor before that boss, it gives you each of the flowers so that you can which choose I, which, which I took as a which hint. elements you want. I took that as a hint. Well, so did I. But I was like, mm, which ones do I need the most? And thought, well, purple's most powerful, so I'll have some of them and whatever else I chose. And I didn't choose yellow. And there is a part of the boss where he goes electric and you sort of need yellow. You can't get through that without. It would be nice for the, to have a prompt. Like it, sometimes there's a prompt where it goes, hey, you've not taken any Pikmin. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's because I use the glow pikmin that you can only get by using a, an item in there. So something like that saying like, hey, you don't have any uh, yellow pikmin. You sure you don't want some? That might have been a bit that of a... That might have been nice because then I got halfway through the boss and couldn't do it. So then I had to go back and then try it again. And then when I did it, the bit where he's flying, he literally like jumped and flew out of the arena. Oh. And I was watching him like flying off, off in the distance. And I was like, this is a glitch. Yeah. He's gone. I really hope he's coming back because I'm not doing this again for a third time. 
Uh, and luckily he did then eventually fly back in and then I could kill him. But, I feel like that was yeah. so much fun. I feel like if I did that the second time, I'd know exactly what I wanted and I think I could make it really there easy. It was a lot easier the second time. It just annoyed me the first time because I just didn't have the right Pikmin. But I feel like as well that the game is very much uh, the first time you do it, you might, you know, do it well. You might uh, win. But then the second time, you're sure to do it if you didn't the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, for me, the most distressing and stressful parts were the night ones because the night ones like tower defense but there are some parts where you've got two towers luckily you get double the rewards from that but if you've got two you have to use ochi who is your little companion that you can ride your little your dog your dickin it's a dog chicken with two legs and then you can get him to kind of look after one of them and then you look after the other base i didn't realize and i mentioned this earlier and i'm sure you heard i didn't realize that when you switch to ochi all the Pikmin go with him as well. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to send him there, but he's not going to do anything because he's just out there on his own. Well, this is the thing. You say that he's out on his own, but he can kill most enemies really easily. Yeah. So I literally sent him out on his own all the time and then just stuck with the Pikmin. I didn't. I needed to switch to him and then like control him when a boss was there, only in the final one, like the final, mm. the five-star one. Uh, the other times, I mean, it was close a few, a few times. It was a bit stressful, but... Looking back that, like when I learned that in the final night mission, I was like, oh, that would have made other night missions a lot easier. And this yeah. is the last one now. Yeah. So it's just... It's well, you can so... go back and gold star everything. No, I think those... I'm not a... I'm a completionist when it comes to collecting things and ticking everything off. But when it comes to things that have like bronze, silver and gold, I'm just happy to pass those. Fair enough. But no, it's it's a really, really good game. And I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about it when it comes to the game of the year um, later this year, because this has been my most played game all year. Like I'm at 36 mm -hmm. hours, I think it was. Is it 36 or 40? I don't remember I think it was said. 38, actually, 38 hours. Are you glad I told you that you hadn't finished it? Yeah. I mean, it was more Pitmin, um, but it definitely ramped up a fair bit. And yeah. there's still some bits I've not done, apparently. Did you do the little flight the little dude's flight flying thing. You know the guy that you know, flight. the person that you rescue in the main game? Yeah. He's now he's then got his little rocket ship at the base. The tiny little rocket ship thing. Oh. Actually, no, I didn't do that. Because apparently you unlock a couple of onions, let's just say. The other two onions you get from doing that. Oh, is that where you do yes. it? Yes. Oh, well, that so makes sense. And doesn't there's it? still quite a lot of side missions and stuff we haven't done, but it's kind of like collect this many or do this. Yeah, yeah. So that might help. But there's no trophies on Switch either. If there were trophies, that would be a game I'd want to platinum. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I wonder if they'll do that with the Switch too. Hmm. But I mean, that's all I've been really playing. I, you know, a little bit more City Skylines. I goofed around on here with a bit of Assassin's Creed Mirage, um, which is meh. And. Nothing really else, although when it comes... Yeah, I'll talk about what we're playing, what we're going to be playing next week. But what have you been playing, Ed? I hear you've been playing some things. In fact, you've almost completed two games. I have. Almost. Almost finished Lies of P, which I've been playing since it came out. But I've been playing it on stream. So it's only been, you know, once a week that I've been playing it. So I think I'm at almost 30 hours now. But a good probably five six of that has been today um i was probably in it about 24 before mm. uh once a week and i feel like i've been playing it forever but it hasn't been that long 
that said, I've really, really enjoyed Liza P. Really enjoyed it. I am currently at the final, final boss, who is an arsehole. An absolute fucking arsehole. Um, and Worse than the Pikmin one? Yes. Because the Pikmin one was doable. Um, I, I probably just need to practice a little, a little bit more. Um, it's obviously a two-phase boss. And the first phase is quite easy. And the second phase is so difficult because if you've played Liza P, and as I think we've talked about it a bit before, it's very much about perfect blocking, i.e. parrying, whatever, um, in order to get through boss battles. And this boss battle at the very end of the game is just like spinning attacks, super quick, jumping all over the place. And you've got to be like perfect blocking everything. And it's it really requires you to learn the patterns to be able to do that. Mm. And in my rush today of, I really want to get this game done before holiday, I have not had the time to put into that. But I've whipped through a lot until that point, and a lot of the other bosses I've done relatively easily. Um, I do feel like the very last area, it suddenly gives you loads of things to level up. So you'll know that you have the P organ, and you use quartz in mm -hmm. order to level that up. But you don't get your first piece of quartz until you've done at least two bosses, I think. Okay. Um, and you get like one piece of quartz like dished out very, very slowly. And then at the end, you suddenly get loads. Um, so I feel like I've suddenly leveled up a lot at the end. I've got loads of like really good items, like amulets that I wish I'd had earlier on, mm. which is a little bit annoying that it's a bit heavy at the back end. But I think the purpose for that is to then make you realize that you can do New Game Plus and you can take those items with you. And part of me is really tempted to do a new game plus because I've actually really, really enjoyed Liza P. I genuinely think it is the best Souls-like that isn't from From. Um, I still don't think it beats FromSoft. I think because of the originality of FromSoft games, also just the sort of elegance and grandeur um, that I think FromSoft have in their games. It's just everything's epic. And this doesn't quite have that same oomph behind it. But it still does a really, really good job. I think its bosses are great. I don't think its story has quite grabbed me, necessarily. And I like the world, but I prefer FromSoft's designs. But this comes really close. And actually, I wasn't sure about combat at the beginning, and now I've got into it. I really, really like the combat. Um, I like switching between weapons. Um, the blades and the handle stuff is really cool. There's some really, really good stuff in this. So I think if people have been unsure about it and maybe have enjoyed FromSoft's games absolutely go and play Liza P it is brilliant I think it's I mean it shits I really, all over Lords of the Fallen I'll say that much I really really enjoyed what I played of it yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I don't know if I'll play much more because I don't think I've got the time or the um, patience to play a lot more of that but mm. if I'm ever in the mood to play a Souls-like game and I'm not finishing Elden Ring or at least getting far with it then yeah definitely going to be uh looking at that again yeah <clears throat> it's a really really good game and it's a beautiful beautiful quality and it's on game pass we're playing on playstation but it's on game pass yes so you know if you're interested just go give it a try is it going to be dlc did they say there is going to be dlc um, oh, it was they announced, have announced it? it yeah and the we've she, we've seen a couple of bits of concept art mm. or a sort of or screenshots which are p pinocchio um it's him on like a massive ship out in the ocean is the is it cold it is cold and when the director uh, there was a director's video basically director's letter note whatever and he was explaining all this and he then said 
what I've shown you is just the tip of the iceberg, which I am taking as a hint mm-hmm. that with that and the ship situation, it's going to be some sort of maybe Titanic type theme or like a big ship that takes place on something like that. The other thing is that one of the big iconic things in Pinocchio, which everyone will remember um, from the Disney film is the big whale that they get trapped in when they go out to sea. And that is, I think in the original story, it's called a dogfish. I think I can't remember exactly. Basically that doesn't exist in Liza P and it's one of the kind of most iconic things in the original novel, in the Disney film, in other films. Um, there is a submarine that you ride on at one point that looks a bit like a big giant sharky fish thing, but you don't get to fight one. So I'm also suspecting that if it's out at sea on a cruise ship, they're going to include that big monster and that's going to be the DLC. Interesting. I think. He also said that there's a sequel coming. Yeah, where's the? where do you think the sequel is going to be? <clears throat> I wouldn't want to say. Because maybe, do you think that maybe this ship is taking them to a place that might be related to another story? Maybe. Um, I think there are there are hints mm-hmm. at the end of the game. If you like, read all of the um, all of the notes, which I have not done. I've skipped through a lot of it. Um, but I think if you go and read stuff and things that events that happen at the very end of the game, um, I think hint towards what the sequel could be i have not done that i've just heard about it so i don't want to say will you be finishing sure will you be finishing that tonight or are you going to be i would love to but i don't think we're going to have time now before we need to head off um i'll also say as well that there are multiple endings and there's one ending that's like the, the proper super ending but to do that you have to collect all of the vinyl in the game and to do that you have to complete all the side quests which i have not done because you sometimes miss them Mm. Um, if you don't do them in time so that's a new game plus thing to then go and do the proper final final ending and i think that might be hinting more at a sequel so i don't know that for sure but i am definitely excited to play another game by this development team yeah i think they've done a really good job of this exciting now you've been playing another game well are you so you're going to save that until are you going to actually do that when you come back oh i definitely want to finish it okay i've got this far Mm. like it's one boss i i can do it I just don't know if I can do it tonight because I don't have enough time because I need to learn it and practice it. Yeah. Um, the other game I've been playing in the last week or two, has it been two weeks? Maybe it's been two weeks, mm. is Alan Wake 2. Now, that's an interesting game. Yeah. I, well, let's hear what you think of it because it's something that... Let me have some water. First. I couldn't finish the first one. I didn't particularly like Control. So I think this is just not for me. I mean, I, d- I didn't dislike Control. I thought it was really cool. Control, I think, is fucking brilliant. I think it's absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, and I think it's my favorite of the Remedy games that I've played. I played that. That's the first Remedy game I played. Um, so I played that a couple of years ago, but on PS5, like the, the nice edition. And then ahead of Alan Wake 2, I thought, right, I should really play the first one. So I played that a few weeks ago and just whipped through it in a weekend on easy mode. Quite liked it. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting concept, the first game, but it's definitely dated. I think it's not very well written. It's very cliched. And I think it's very dated in terms of its gameplay. It has the worst dodge mechanic. I hate it. Mm. Um, but I'm glad that I played that because Alan Wake 2 goes directly from Alan Wake 1. And in fact, there is DLC to Alan Wake 1, 
which I haven't played. There is also Alan Wake DLC for Control, which I haven't played. Mm. And I sort of wish I had because this sort Alan Wake 2 really ties in both Alan Wake 1 and Control. And I I suspect Alan Wake 2 is going to get DLC, which is then going to be Control-themed, to lead into Control 2. They really want you playing everyone in the series. They do. To explain briefly what that means, and I'm, I won't spoil too much, but essentially Alan Wake 1 is about a writer, a novelist called Alan Wake. And he goes to Bright Falls Town to Cauldron Lake, uh, to a sort of lake house to write his next novel because he's got writer's block <clears throat> and he needs to go and sit and write his book. And he struggles to write the book and his um, his wife, I think wife, uh, goes missing. So he has, to, yeah, um, he has to rescue her. But he is writing this novel and the events of the novel are sort of coming true in real life. And so there's this whole thing of what's in the novel, what's in real life, boom, boom, boom. And it turns out that his wife is trapped in the dark place, which is under the lake. So he has to go and rescue her. Now, to spoil the ending of Alan Wake 1, because it leads into Alan Wake 2, Alan basically swaps places with his wife to save her. Oh. So <clears throat> he rescues her so that she comes back to the real world and he ends up being trapped in the dark place. Now, the way this links to Control is that Control is all about this special bureau that finds sort of supernatural phenomena and they try and contain them and what happens in control is that things do not get contained mm -hmm. and so things get really fucked up so it's kind of this horrible gray blocky office building but then weird fucking shit happens and it goes wild and i love that i absolutely love that the way they link it to alan wake 2 is that the lake in alan wake that that contains the dark place is one of these uh, paranormal phenomenon. And so the Bureau <coughs> come in to mm. basically, or the Bureau are present anyway, to, to sort of examine this lake. So that's why it's in the same universe mm. as Control. Okay, <clears throat> so that's how they link. So Alan Wake 2 is two characters you play as. On the one hand, you've got Saga Anderson, who is a detective who comes to Bright Falls, where this all took place, um, to um, work out what's going on with the murder. Investigate, that's the word. Good. Who's murder? Uh, to investigate a murder. Oh, a murder. Okay. Uh, a murder. Um, a person called Nightingale. Mm -mm. Not related to me. Um, but is in the first game. So she has to investigate this murder. So you play as her going through this detective case of trying to work out what's going on and um, all these weird things are happening and she's finding these manuscript pages written by Alan Wake. But Alan Wake went missing 13 years ago because he's in the lake. Mm. So these weird things are sort of going on as she is investigating. The second half of the game is Alan Wake and he is in the dark place. So you are playing as him in this weird psychological yeah, I was going to say, what is this? Of his mind, basically. Okay, what is it? What does that do? <clears throat> He's been there for thirteen years. It's a series of loops, mm. and it's this sort of weird version of New York, effectively. But he is trapped in a novel that he is writing in his own another, in his one. own mind, okay. and it sort of is this again detective film noir really dark and murders and all this kind of stuff and an incredibly annoying constant monologue of what's going on 
And so he is kind of in the dark place, basically trying to get out. And in order to do that, he has to rewrite the story. And it turns out that actually kind of there are, that there's this evil dark presence in the dark place, which has taken the form of Alan. And so he has to sort of keep up with himself. Effectively, I won't say too much more about the plot of it in case people do want to go and play it. But effectively, it's all a big metaphor for writer's block. It's a metaphor for being your own worst enemy, getting in your own way, um, and being stuck in a loop of trying to create art. It's about the tortured artist, which is a very typical characterization that you see everywhere. You know, it's like Adele can't write a good album unless she's heartbroken. It's just that typical thing of artists have to suffer to make good art. Hmm. Taylor Swift. Exactly. <clears throat> All the men that she's dumped. Perfect for songs. So it's this whole thing of Alan is suffering, but is he suffering because of his art or is the art created because of his suffering? So it's this loop, basically, that keeps going around. Um, it's really wanky. Yeah. I mean, it's it sounds really wanky. wanky. <clears throat> Um, the way that you've explained it and everything, I'm like, well, it's actually quite interesting. Well, I've done my best to make it sound a very, very good job. Um, and it is interesting. It's an interesting theme about like how do you create art and and the meaning of that, and and it's all wrapped up in this incredible, like supernatural psychological horror. That yeah, you were jumping very, by a few times. Yeah, it's it's very sort of Resident Evil, um, Silent Hill style survival horror probably more so with sagas side of things and you can switch between them at any point you sort of have to do both stories but you can jump between them however you want to and saga's story is is more grounded in the real world but then like weird shit happens and what annoys me with her side of the story is just that she doesn't seem very bothered by it mm. like weird shit's happening she's like oh okay and then just carries on and i'm like is this bad writing or is this bad acting or is there a reason why yeah. she's sort of like not that bothered by it all? And I just... Good. Did you find a reason in the end? I mean, it. I will say the very ending, which I did last night at like 2am. Yeah, I know. The very ending did actually tie together quite nicely and I quite liked the ending. Um, but along the way of Saga's story, I just didn't buy into it as much as I wanted to. I think you have to really suspend your disbelief mm. to believe what's going on because it is this whole thing of what's real and what isn't. And for me, like it's quite obvious what is not real, but it's apparently not obvious to her. And that annoyed me. Um, but then there's this really cool survival horror stuff. There's an amazing segment where she's like in this abandoned amusement park, which is coffee themed because of course, and I should say as well, there's a lot of humor in it. And it's a lot of Finnish humor because Remedy is a Finnish studio. And so there's all these links to Finland. Um, the the Bright Falls as a town is essentially a sort of Finland in America. Okay. Um, it's full of Finnish people with Finnish names. A lot of them speak Finnish, even though it's set in America, which makes me think, is this even America or is this some weird meta world? We'll get to that in a minute. Um so there's a theme park that's obviously a note to coffee because, of course, all of Scandinavia loves coffee. Yeah, of course they do. Um, so there's like a ride called the Percolator and all this kind of stuff. But it's a haunted amusement park and like rides suddenly stop like working when they shouldn't be. And 
and and it's like is, is there people here and there's weird sounds and it's just really cool it's it's puzzle solving you've got to look at things on the wall to unlock locks and i really like that style of gameplay i love the visuals in this game it is one of the best looking games i've ever played i think mm. technically um like characters look amazing lip syncing's great um the sort of realism of the visuals is great and then it gets fucked up and things go really psychological and weird and there's these like weird effects going on and it's really playing with visuals and i love that i love the audio in this game the audio is what makes things scary because it will be silent apart from footsteps and then you suddenly hear something and you're like where the fuck did that come from or it's silent and then suddenly you start hearing noises or music suddenly starts playing and you're like why is there music playing something's about to jump out at me what is that and it's constantly keeping you on edge because the sound design is just so good when you're playing as alan wake in the dark place there are these like shadowy enemies and a lot of the time you can't see them because it's so dark anyway and you, you then suddenly hear wake wake like right next to you and you're like holy fuck where is that mm. um it constantly keeps you on edge it also does that through jump scares which are very cheap and when i say jump scares i mean like a face will literally go bam right up at you at the screen you know, like you know those annoying meme things mm. where it's like, oh, can you solve the puzzle and yeah. stare at this? And you stare at it for 10 seconds and then like the scream and face comes at you. It's like yeah, that. Yeah, I've got a video of me doing that to a friend in Cardiff. Once. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like those things happen throughout the game. Mm. And it's always at a moment where you're like, okay, I'm just going to open this door. And you reach out to open the door and bam, something jumps up at you. Which was fine most of the time because I could sort of tell it was going to happen. Apart from this one bit which is in a nursing home. And I won't say any more in terms of the plot of that. If you've played it, you'll know the bit I mean. And there is this, like, there are various faces that come up at you. But in this particular point, it is this horrible, creepy old woman who screams and her face jumps up. And it's every time I knew it was going to happen. And it still, still scared the absolute shit out of me. I was genuinely screaming out loud. Yeah, I shouting, heard. It was Fuck like 2 off, you fucking bitch. <clears throat> Every time her face jumped Oh, you weren't that uh, pleasant. But yeah, that was at like 1.30 in the morning, wasn't it? Yeah, I was very irritated by that. Um, so there's all this really, really cool stuff going on in terms of visuals and music. And I love the horror vibe. But it is genuinely the scariest game I think I've ever played. Mm. Um, it's 10 times scarier than Resident Evil could even imagine being. Oh, wow. Not that Resident Evil is scary because it's camp as hell. Um, this still has comedy, but it definitely has an amazing atmosphere. Um it just get for me it's just really pretentious but it is as pretentious as it also is patronizing so it's got all these layers of of sort of these loops going around of like you know is the the art real world or is real world the art and who's suffering and all this kind of stuff um which sort of adds all these layers and complexities which seems interesting but then it constantly tells you about that so there's this monologue of like Alan constantly explaining everything step by step what's going on. You're like, I know Alan, shut the fuck up. I don't need you telling me this all the time. And Saga See, does I the same that. thing. I need that. See, I, I think it's more subtle if it didn't have that. And I get that that's sort of in the film noir vibe, but it annoyed me. Um, then they both have this very similar board that is a real staple of their gameplay. So with Saga, it's a detective case board. And as you go around and you speak to people, you find evidence, which are like Polaroid pictures that you have to stick up on a board with like red string. Okay. So it's the typical kind of board <clears throat> of like linking stuff together. And I get that and that's fine. But a lot of the time 
you're walking around and you gather evidence and you're like, okay, it's really obvious what's that, what that's linking to. That's fine. But to progress, you then have to sit and one by one put every single piece of evidence in the right place in the board. And you're like, I know what this is. I, I've already linked this in my head. I don't need to literally do that on so a case proof, board. You need the proof. Well, that's the thing. You, you apparently need proof. And I just found that process really laborious. Um, Alan has a similar thing where he finds inspiration in the world and then he goes to his storyboard and he can apply that inspiration, which then changes the world. That's a bit more interesting. Um, but it's making this link between detective investigative work and story writing. And, you know, are you finding the story in your mind as you're writing it? You know, what comes first? It's sort of making this link between the two. And throughout Alan's stuff as well, there's all this multimedia stuff going on. So there's a film that's been made with the actual actors behind the characters. And so then it overlays films as part of it. And then there's a part in New York where there's a cinema and there's a film playing. There's a bit in like a theatre. There's poetry. There's there's photography. And so it's kind of making a point that this isn't just about novel writing. It's about art as a whole. Which is fine, but it's also just wanky because it's all these loops that for me just don't amount to anything. It, he goes through this whole process, but I never feel it's making a point about making art. Mm. it doesn't go anywhere it's just going around in circles and it's sort of torturous to play because it's keeping you on edge and it's scary but it's also really laborious at times and kind of a bit boring and it just doesn't go anywhere and maybe that's the point is that you're meant to be as tortured as alan is um <laughs> yeah the player is meant to be as tortured yeah but for me it's it's about the you know incredible art means you have to go through suffering but for me the incredible art has to be incredible to warrant that and in the case for me of alamate 2 it the, the the game doesn't merit that as a theme because it's so meta and about itself it just doesn't warrant that there's then a whole other layer on top of that of a, this sort of meta layer because the game was written and directed and produced and whatever else by sam lake who I, I guess heads up Remedy. And obviously the point of the game is that it's like the writer is in the art as well and what comes first. Sam Lake has then written himself into the game. So he wrote the game in actual life. He then plays the detective, Alex Casey, who is Saga's um, partner mm -hmm. in Saga's story. But Alex Casey is also a character in Alan's story in the detective story that he's writing in this film noir that's going on and so there's all these layers and sam lake is playing himself every single fucking time and so it's just this whole thing of like him putting himself in there to make a meta point which to me is just so self-aggrandizing and so self-indulgent i'm like can you fuck off the game is already sort of trying to make a point without him then having this meta layer to make a bigger point about it, it just really got on my tits, to be honest. Like, it's a game all about loops and coming back to the beginning and looping around on itself. The only loop that matters is Sam Lake's head up his own ass. That is the only loop that matters in the entire game. Is that what you're going to be putting into your Eurogamer? I might not say that. <clears throat> um, column. But it's just, it's annoying. Like, I feel really frustrated by the game because there's so much that's good about it. 
it's got an incredible sense of style, but I just feel like it has moments that are just so torturous for the wrong reasons. And it just doesn't, it just didn't amount to anything. And without spoiling the end too much, it basically negates itself, Mm. which is clearly setting up control Two slash Alan Wake three. But like, if we're talking about loops, the game itself is just a big loop. Sort of is a bit pointless. So it just, I don't know. I think, I think the Sam Lake thing is what tipped me over the edge of like, okay, do you know what? You're just, you're just too far into arrogance at this point of putting yourself in your own game to try and make a point that didn't need Mm. to be made. That annoyed me. Um, I just think it's kind of style over substance overall. Yeah, I was worried about that. Other than I saw all the 10 out of 10s and I thought, oh, maybe it is really, really good. This is the thing. I saw these 10 out of 10s and I wasn't super fussed about it. And I saw that and thought, right, I have to play this game. This is clearly one of the best games of the year. And it's a really interesting game. I'm really glad I played it. But I'm also really glad it's over because I don't think it deserves a 10 out of 10. It's really interesting. It's really thought provoking. It's the kind of game that makes you think and makes you work to enjoy it. And that's fine. I just don't think at the end warranted that for me if someone were to say you know like they sound they heard you talk about it and they're like you know what, i fancy playing it but i've never played any other alan wake or control games what would you recommend they do go and play alan wake one first and the dlc although you haven't played it i haven't played the dlc i feel like it might have helped a bit um alan wake one is on ps plus yes yeah it's the I remastered think it's the <clears> remastered <throat> version i think it might be on game pass or at least like the original is on 360, which you can play on an Xbox. Okay. Um, I would definitely say play that, but play it on easy mode. I did it in like five hours. It's yeah. really short, the first game. The second one is like 25. It's okay. a lot longer. Um, so go play the first game. Yes, it's dated, but I think it really sets up the story of what happens in Alan Wake 2. Because otherwise you're going to be like, what's the dark place? Why is Alan there? Mm. Who is Scratch? Who is Thomas Sane? who is all these other characters that is all set up in the first game. Mm. And the second game doesn't explain any of that, which sort of leaves it a bit more metaphorical. But it, I think it's better if you play the first game to understand it. I'd recommend playing Control first as well, just because the two games do link up. Do you want to play that DLC, the Alan Wake DLC on it? Yeah, I kind of want to go back. To be honest, it's made me want to go back and play Control all over again. Mm. And also, if you've played Control, which I know you have up to the point of the music bit. No, I finished it. Oh, you finished it? Yeah, Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. So you know the music bit yeah. in Control, which is like the best bit of the game. Yeah. Right? 100%. I used to watch people's streams to watch that bit. Yeah. So Alan Wake 1 has a very similar music bit. Well, not similar, but it also has a music bit. And then Alan Wake 2 also has a music... Actually, it has two music bits. Um... And it's a very cool music bit, I will say. Mm. Um, fuck it, I'm going to spoil it. Um, so Alan's story in The Dark Place. Or maybe you can spoil it in the Game of the Year talk. Okay, fine. Yes, because there are some people that still will be playing it. This is true. Sorry, I won't do that. But there's a really cool music bit in Alan Way 2. Two. Two bits. Yes. Well, me, oh, I don't think I will. I, it depends how well the YouTube playlist uh, playthroughs go. There might be at one point a chance to play that but i don't know if it's my thing or not you said it wouldn't be my thing i think knowing how you don't like games that are kind of wanky and pretentious this is that all over so as much as i think you would appreciate like the visuals 
and the exploring stuff, I think I think you'd be turned off by the story even more yeah. than I was. Maybe I should watch a playthrough of it by somebody who's like explaining it and talking like that. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, before we go into what you've been playing, we're just going to pause it for a second because I really need a drink. I've got a very dry throat. And we're back. What a long break that was. Uh, but we are back. I've wet a my really whistle. really long way. I've wet my whistle. Oh, no. No, I just had a drink. <laughs> it did not piss in my own mouth. Good. Um, anyway, speaking of pissing, what have people been pissing their free time with? away with? Let's find out. Thank you for everyone who um, who responded this week. We've had lots, actually. Some so, good good ones. Yeah, we have. I said I haven't read any of them, but I because I like to be informed you by like you. Inf- you like to be surprised. Yeah. Well, I haven't read these either. I've oh. skimmed just yeah. to see like. I hope it's not, how nothing long offensive. Oh no, I'll, I won't read it if it's offensive. Don't worry. Okay. The first is from Shrettles. Oh, that's probably going to be offensive. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing a lot of mini motorways. It's just one of those games where your strategy and game knowledge grows so quickly, so you feel like you're constantly improving, and it's made it really exciting to go back and do earlier levels to try and get higher scores. I've also been playing Suica game on the Switch. Oh, everyone's My playing My second that. ever game, I got 3K plus, and I've been chasing that high ever since. I don't know what Suica game is. Suica, Suica. Uh, yeah, Suica. it's um, it was a game that a few weeks ago people were like, this really weird £3.99 game is top of the, or is number two in the Switch eShop. And now I can just see everybody playing it. And I have no idea what it is. It's just some fruit that you put in a on a screen and get points. Oh, okay. That's all I know. Fair enough. Um, mini motorways I haven't played and I'd really like to. I thought you did. I've played Mini Metro, which came first, and I've played ah. that a lot on my phone. Um, and I'd like to play more Mini Motorways, but I feel like I want to play it on my phone. Yeah. Um, is it on phone? It's on Apple Arcade. Oh, you should play it. So I should probably get that. I feel like game. I've played it a bit. You've played it, yeah. Yeah. I've seen you play it. <laughs> yes, I have played a bit. Uh, Brutal Brenda says, oh, I love Mini Motorways. Mm. Uh, Mini Metro from the same developers is also a great time sink. I really like quick games like that. I often find I don't have the energy for a long sit-down game with the work hours I have. Mini Metro is the, it's the game before your Konami Picross obsession, wasn't it? That was like your kind of go-to offline game. Um, I've, Well, I've had various kind of mobile games that have hooked me. And I think Brenda's right, where sometimes just something like a very simple but quick short goes. Um, sometimes that you end up playing for even longer because you just get addicted. Mm. Um, Mini Metro I've played a lot of Usually when I'm on the Metro hmm. Which is very Inspiring meta. It's very meta Are you in that game? I'm in the game In my mind But is Am I drawing the lines That you I'm on, actually on, on Or I've reached my wanky limit After <laughs> Your diatribe about Alan Wake 2 My essay I'm um, very used I liked it It made me kind of want to play it Which I hate you for Sorry uh, Brenda also says I've been playing some Flycore lately as well Which is in the same game type family You start with two airports And gradually you get more and more airports And you have to get all passengers to their destination While not going out of money Or overcapacitate your airports You can play scenarios Specific maps Europe and the world etc Or free play Can recommend if you like that type of game Flycore I thought it was like going to be a kind of A genre Like fairy core. Or Wild no, West Core, Steampunk Core. Corp, as in corporation. Oh, okay. I thought like Fly Core, like, yeah, lots of flies. Dirty. No. Flying Corp. Mm. Maybe. Well, that sounds like corpse. Anyway, Debs, this past week I played in, and, and finished as Dusk Falls, which we've also played. We on. started that and I quite liked I... it. It was very boringly kind of just Sunday afternoon. I'll be 
kind of just half asleep with my head on your lap and you'll be kind of just playing it and you'll be like, which one should I pick? I'm like, oh, well, we, pick played, we played the first chapter of it, which I played in their office for a preview. Mm. And I met the developers Isn't and they were that? lovely. Yeah, one of my friends is in it playing a minor character who I'm yet to see mm. because I haven't played the rest of it, which reminds me I should go back and finish it for that reason. Um, anyway, let's add it to your list. It's one of those older games on Game Pass and it's a choose your own adventure type thing. You get to choose the fate of different characters in the storyline. I'm quite curious to see how the story changes, so it is something I will probably go back to sometime in the future. There is also a trigger warning for suicide in one of the chapters, and when you get to that point, you get the option to skip that part of the story if you choose to do so. Nice. Yeah. It's good to have those sort of warnings, I think. Uh, I've also gone back into Disney Dreamlight Valley. I'm finishing up some storylines with some old characters, and I also added Belle and Beast to my island. Slash Valley. Eagerly awaiting the new update that is coming next month. It is all still your basic grab this, craft that type of game, which I guess can get boring at times, but it's been a great thing to relax with as well. I'm still angry that they're taking that from Game Pass. So they're making and it's it, not free to play anymore. They're getting rid of the free to play and they're taking it off Game Pass. It's like... They want money, Ben. Fuck them. They're not getting my money. I'll play Coral Island instead. That's another game, by the way, I've been playing, Coral Island. I'm sure maybe someone's been playing that as well. I, I haven't got any further than I did in the beta back in, well, Alpha, whatever it was, Early Access. But it's a great, great game. It's the best Stardew-esque or Stardew-like game since Stardew. Like, it's the one to play. Nice. Chaddy. I've been playing some more Headbangers and finally won two tournaments. It sometimes depends what combination of minigames you get. Some are easier than others, but I'm enjoying it a lot. I can feel myself improving at most of them. It's quick and you can fit a few games in when you don't have a lot of time. It's nice you earn outfits as you progress, and there are plenty of achievements to unlock. I still haven't played that. I'd like to. It's the rhythm game with the pigeons that look like dicks. Oh. Yeah. It's I thought you'd like it. It's, okay. it's a rhythm game, and it's got pigeon dicks in it. What's not to love? I mean, um, you don't like pigeons. No, I hate pigeons. You love dicks. Well. Uh, Chaddy also says, I've also been playing a bit of Coral Island. There we there go. You go. Since full release, as it's on Game Pass. I'm enjoying a lot, and soon find myself like Stardew... Uh, saying just one more day there are many similarities with other farming games but this feels very polished mm. the art and graphics are lovely and the characters you meet are all beautiful all of them um i'm having a hard time deciding who i want to date but jack the ranch owner seems dreamy pablo a uh, very chill game which you can sink many hours into who's jack i think he's the big I don't one think i've seen jack. no that's mark isn't it and there's a few big ones mark's the big chunky one that everyone fancies mm. no not everyone oh um, not for you. Not for me. Pablo. I like my twinks. This is true. Don't you point at me. How dare. Um, Riley says, my copy of Super Mario RPG came in and I'm going to cry. The art, the music, the animation, everything about this game is beautiful. No spoilers, but I'm having so much fun with this game. I cannot wait to see if it holds up the further along we go. So I'm very excited because I have bought this game. Yes. Especially to play on holiday. So I'm going to be sat tomorrow... Or today, if you're listening, um, sitting on the plane playing Mario RPG for the first time because that game never came out in Europe originally on the SNES. Mm. So I never got to, I didn't own a SNES anyway, but I never got to play it. And I played the beginning on an emulator um, when I was younger, but it wasn't a very good one. So I never got around to it. Mm. Um, it did come out on the Wii Virtual Console. You could buy it. Um, and I did buy it. And then I started it and didn't finish it. Because again, I only played the very beginning, and I've now lost the um, the sensor bar for my Wii. But then I realised in sorting out 
the Kallax yeah, behind us that it's connected to your Wii U. So I could just steal that and hook up my Wii and then I could play you're the original. Going, you're not going to. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm no. going to play the remake. Yeah, play the remake. very good. A uh, running question. Does the Switch have Bluetooth? No. The headphones? Do you know what? I think it does, but it never works for me. Duh. Am I going to end up playing my Switch with no sound? Well, I, I always use it with plugged-in headphones. Yeah. Well, I've got these, but I don't know if I could, should take these. I could take these. It's quite a very, it's a very long wire. Mm. Maybe not. Never mind. It's also a big plug. It's not the smallest. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to play it without music. No, I'll, I'll try. No, you need the music. I'll try and hook up my, because I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy VII, the original, over this holiday. On the OLED, on the OLED switch. So I'll find a way. If any, if I have to buy some like cheap headphones in the in the airport. Yeah, just buy some cheap wired ones that are shorter than than this one. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. All right, quick, let's um, go because we've got a lot. Yes, uh, Mofo says been playing the newly released Small Saga. It's about a mouse on a quest for revenge against the Yellow God. I've had so much, I've had so much playing it. I think it means so much fun playing it. Uh, the art style is adorable. The fighting is fun. The music is whimsical and catchy. I had to choose between this or Mario RPG, and I can honestly say I have no regrets. I recommend everyone trying it if you are a fan of RPGs. 10 out of 10, dare I say it, a contender for game of the year. Will Frog Detective finally be dethroned? No, nope. Frog Detective is going for a fifth year game of the year in a mm. row, I think. Speaking of, I have that on my Switch now. Are you going to play that? At, uh... I think I might save it for a stream. Yeah, I think like it might be a stream. fun stream to do. It's great. I've done it. Yeah. Copy me. Mr. Wibble, I finished Jouston, which did a great job of environmental storytelling. Need to play that as well. You're a lone person climbing what is called the tower and discovering what happened to the people and the planet in the process. It's a beautiful story. I would like to play that. That seems like my kind of game. Yes, me too. I think it's like four hours though. Mm. So, and it's Game Pass. We can just whip yeah. through it. That sounds like a good like Sunday afternoon ticket off yeah. kind of vibe. Like Firewatch. Yes. I also played some Endless Dungeon, which I probably talked about before. It's a sci-fi roguelike dungeon crawler meets tower defense, where you explore a massive abandoned space station with the help of a bot. As you discover errors, and as a consequence, monster spawners... Hang on. Monsters as you spawn? discover areas, and as a consequence, monsters spawn, I think, you'll get waves of monsters which try to destroy your crystal. It's up to you to defend both through turrets and by using your heroes. It's fun, sometimes frantic, and even though I played solo this time, it's great fun with friends too. And there's more. Lastly, I played Dungeons 4, which is very much I a was just raided Wibble who was playing that. A grandchild in spirit and execution of Dungeon Keeper. You're an agent of evil and your goal is to triumph over the forces of good. Your lair is unsurprisingly a dungeon and you can build rooms to unlock new capabilities and new mobs. Your dungeon will get invaded by the good guys from the overworld. So it's up to you to defend. But at the same time, you're expected to venture into the overworld to teach those good guys a lesson. It's a bit tactics and a bit dungeon defense, but so far quite a lot of fun with sometimes excellent cringeworthy humor. Nice. My favorite. Clasco, mm. I've been playing a lot of Crisis Core lately. Mm. I'm trying to work my way through all the missions. It's a bit of a slog, but I like the combat, so it's not too bad. I loved Crisis Core. The combat's yeah, great. Yeah, the new one. Yes, I really, really enjoyed it. And I did most of the missions, but not all. And I thought, I finished the game, and now I'll go back and do the missions. No, 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 no. When you finish the game, you have to go back to the beginning and it wipes all of your progress of all the extra missions. And there's like something stupid like 900 missions. Like, it, maybe not that many. Sounds it's like a ridiculous. Maybe it's like 200. It's a ridiculous number of missions. Um, 
and it wipes your progress and you have to do it all again once you finish the game. So I am yet to go back and do that. So just a word of warning, if you are going to do them all, do, do it all, all before the final boss because... Will it help you Otherwise be you like them. a really high level? You'll be so OP for the final boss that it'll make it trivial. Speaking of which, uh, Liza P, I saw you were level 99. Is that the max? I have no idea. I just haven't leveled up again. Okay. I didn't so know, I don't know if it was 99. Um, is that it? Oh no, Andromedus. Yeah, some new people today because I mentioned it on... Yes, we've three. got another from Andromedus. Uh, I decided to start tackling my five-year-long backlog. I need to stop buying games. Mood. Starting with Cyberpunk on PS5, because I remember how hyped I was when it was released, and then I played it for a bit, but forgot about it, like every game I buy. That's what I did. So now I'm still in the beginning of the main story, but I'm no longer but I'm longer than I've than I was before. Can't get over the look of the game. I just love all the neon. Mm. Keep us posting new progress. I want to Because I wasn't a massive fan. I feel like that would be a good game for me to play on the portal. Yes. I would, however, really like to play Phantom Liberty, which is the expansion. Yeah. Because I think that's a really good standalone story. Yeah. So I'd actually really like to play that. They're good at that. For my Switch, I haven't really decided what backlog game I want to start with. I have some in mind. I just need someone to tell me which I'm going to do first and stick with. Well, here okay, we go. here we go. Right now, it's between Link's Awakening, Tokyo Mirage Session, and Triangle Strategy. Those three are the ones I want to play first. I'm thinking of starting off with Zelda since this, since it's the oldest in the backlog of the three. Suggestions are very welcome here. I have played and finished Link's Awakening. I have not, but I've heard that it's just like... That's the chibi one, isn't it? It's incredible. The chibi one? Yes. Okay. Um, Link's Awakening was the first Zelda game I ever played, but the original the Game Boy, like mm. black and white Game Boy. And this is such an adorable remake of it they've done an amazing job and it's also not very long because it's a game Boy game it was quite short mm. quite easy so i i played that in a weekend so if you want to like tick it off you can do that quite easily um and that was with me going and doing all the heart pieces all the side quests everything in a weekend so that's quite easy to tick off if you like that game. um triangle strategy i have put a fair bit of time into maybe Same. 15 or so hours and it's slow going and it's quite a long game. It's good, but it's very, it, it, it's a it's a high, you have to put a lot of investment into it. I can't think of the phrase I'm thinking of, but yeah, um, but you I, have to put a lot of time into Triangle it. Triangle Strategy 2 is better in pretty much every way. However, they're, they're not linked at all in the same, like in the slightest. So if you play, you're thinking of Octopath Traveler. What am I thinking of? Triangle strategy, yes. Yeah, triangle oh, strategy. It's the same is game, the game, but it's here. not. Oh, that's the of course. Yeah. Triangle strategy is the strategy game, not the tactics Octopath, game. Yeah, not Octopath Traveler. But, but I, never, I are... thought that game existed. Do oh, I have it? Yes, I bought it. You bought it for yourself, and then didn't play it, and then I took it and started playing it. And actually, I've got it in my Switch case for holiday, just in case I feel like playing it. I, I totally I probably won't. Um, live alive as well. That's also that's another one. Um, triangle strategy is good. It's a tactics game. I don't think it's as good as Fire Emblem. If you want a good tactics game, go play Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, but Triangle Strategy is still brilliant. It's just mm. it, you have to invest a lot of time into it to get through it. Tokyo Mirage Session, I have never played, and I always wanted to because it's basically Fire Emblem meets Persona, and I love that vibe with like mm. idols and J-pop. It's not. It's crap. I played Great. a few hours of it, and I thought it was... It just felt really, really cheap and very old, very dated, and it's like... I mean, Persona games can feel a little dated at times. 
and this just felt really bad like you'd go into the dungeons and everything looks the same like it's just the same textures everywhere it I don't know, it just it was very, very predictable, the story where it was going and who you were speaking to. It felt a little bit pervy and it was it was just I mean it's an anime game, it's definitely pervy. Yeah, but I mean so is Persona, but Persona does it with a really interesting story and that didn't. And I just found myself getting a bit frustrated. And I remember doing this dungeon being like, it's not actually fun to do this, but mm. they're they're just sending you a challenge so you can try and beat it. And then once you've beaten it, you've you know, it's just you go all the way to the end, you kill the bosses, you save them, there's the manual save points similar to persona it's very old school jrpg 3d that kind of game um it was not fun i didn't enjoy it but the people that, that like it love it? it uh yes but i i might think steal it in that case i've got a f- i've wanted to give that a go trust me in my switch and i'll see if i got the digital or the yeah yeah i don't think i've seen a cartridge for it yeah because it's tokyo mirage sessions isn't it like f sharp or some random Yes, because it was originally released for the Wii U and then they re-released it on Switch. Yeah. So it's a different version. Sadly, turning off Pikmin for the last time. Um, Just to finish off, Andromeda has also played City Skylines Remastered on PS5, just to relax. Sadly, I don't know how to manage money, just like in real life. But I'm not giving up on myself. I will have a blossoming city one day. Yeah. Nice. Definitely have it. I don't know where it is on it. Maybe I haven't... Do you have to have it downloaded? You might not have installed it. And if you've never... You can go to the shop to see. Yeah, but I'm sure I have Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It was, I, I loved it because I really enjoyed, I think the, it was the remastered one, wasn't, wasn't it, that came out? I literally just said that. Oh, I wasn't listening. Of course. But I think that's the reason why I bought it. Just rewind the podcast it. and then you'll hear the bit that I said. No. When I said it was released on Wii U and then they re-released it on Switch. That's it. And it has like, here we go. Tokyo Mirage Session. Uh, ooh, it is slowly doing, yeah, so it's Tokyo Mirage Sessions, hashtag F-E. Uh, encore and yes i purchased it on here so it's online it's the download one but yeah, well, i'll just borrow your switch at some point yeah it just it i mean it is an old game it is a remaster and it feels like that so i mean there's nothing really to complain about when it is an old game and it's been remastered and it's kept a bit of its well kept a lot of its charm if that hmm. there are people that love it and it's just not for me it's not for i don't think it's for someone that is brand new to that genre and trying to get into it. No, I think you have to like RPGs, Japanese RPGs. Yeah. In anime style. But if you want, if you like that, there are so many other games that do that better. Persona 5. Very but also fun. if you don't want to go super anime, go play Yakuza Like a Dragon or Like a Dragon 7, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that again. No, we're not. We're not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we've been playing. Let's very quickly go through the headlines. Very quickly. There are three stories I picked out. Good. It hasn't been the most interesting of weeks. Um, But there are three things. The first of which is on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The one that you've played. I have played it. Um, There have been various rumors. Um, Hamaguchi, the director, has done a load of um, interviews. So we've got bits and bobs now about the open world. Um, and and how that's going to work, which is very exciting. Um, but what Square Enix released on Friday is a five-minute recap video of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that's actually going to be in the menu of Rebirth. So if you want to watch it as like a recap, Spider-Man Two has it, that, which is cool. It's basically just made up of clips from the first game from Remake, mm. um, but it's quite a nice little video. Are the rumors of a longer one? Well, there were rumor, uh, rumors of a seventeen-minute CG film. 
um, that would also recap the story and would be available in the menu. Mm. And I'm pretty sure this five minute one they've now released is that. Oh, okay. Because uh, I don't think they're going to have a they wouldn't have minute two, one. would they? Um, they've also released a few details along with this new bit. Um, so returning will be the active and classic battle modes. Um, so classic basically makes them auto attack mm -hmm. and then it's almost turn-based because it pauses when you go through the menu. Whereas the active one, you have to do the attacking and then time slows in the menu, but doesn't actually stop. Um, there's going to be three difficulty settings, easy, normal, and then dynamic, which is new. Oh. And that will basically shift difficulty based on player skill. So I think the idea of that is that it stops you grinding. But it gives you a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it will be enough of a challenge depending on where you are. But I guess if you keep failing at something, it will maybe make it a bit easier to help you get I through. I like that. Um, but it means that if you keep grinding, you might be overpowered. It will bump up to stop you mm. so that there's a sort of consistent level of challenge. I, pres I presume that's Would how Would you play that one? I'll probably just do normal, I think. Play normal, that's how, the, you know, that's how God intended. Maybe. Um, they've also given some details on some new characters. So there's some new artwork of Aerith and the High Wind, which proves that the High Wind is in it. You won't know what that is yet. No, so don't spoil it. I've no, seen a picture of it, though. There you go. There's a picture of it. And that new picture is... Controversial. No. It is... People have been saying, like, it looks better in the original. I mean, I like the original. As I was about to say, it is artwork from the original game mm. of Aerith looking at the High Wind. And... Um, They've sort of completely recreated it. I do love the style of the original. I do, I will say. I'll be playing um, it. And there are some new characters as well um, that they've discussed, which I won't say because a couple of them are from the original. The vampire. Some of them are new. It's not the vampire. Um, so there's some details of those and who the voice actors are. And then they've also shown off uh, another summon, which was in the original. But I didn't know that when I wrote this story. And somebody... Because I had to look this up. And I was like, what the fuck is Kujata? Someone correct you. I have never... No, no, because I looked it up before I wrote it. And I was like, is this new or is it not? And it's not new. It's in the original game. And I've played that multiple times and never seen this summon. Not a real fan. No. Did you ever finish it? It's just a giant cow. Did you ever finish it? Yes, I did finish it multiple times. But I clearly just didn't find this summon in the original game, wherever it is. And genuinely, I've never seen it before. I'll find it. I looked up a YouTube video and was like, oh, it's not new. Interesting. Um, the other thing is that they've now confirmed, or producer Kitase has confirmed, that uh, the remake trilogy will ultimately link up to Advent Children, which was the film sequel, which is a bit shit. Uh, it's very flashy. It looks nice. The story is terrible. But it's a really, it's a really forced sequel, basically. Mm. As you will see, the game ends in a nice way and it's complete and that's the game. It doesn't need extra, but they put extra on in a film and it's a bit silly. Um, but they've said that the, the remake trilogy is going to lead into the events of Advent Children. So it's kind of making that canon. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Hmm. Um, the second bit of big news from the week is the confirmation of The, the Last, Last of, of Us, Us Part, Part two, 2, which is fucking pointless. It's... Maybe they're just adding accessibility settings, Ed. You wouldn't say no to that, would you? You wouldn't disagree with that. No, but you can just do that in a free update to the existing game, which I appreciate is a PS4 game. They've already done a little um, update of it on PS5. What is the... Yeah, is this like like from the ground up again? Or is it... Well, polished? it will be the same engine 
that they used for part one. Did they use a different engine to part two? I imagine... Well, no. I imagine it's the same engine. It's just that for part one, that was na- that was the first game they made natively for mm. PS5. So they will have made a lot of improvements in the process. This is the native. So this is native PS5 I am for part two. I, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit pointless. However... If you own the PS5 version, or if you own the PlayStation version, it's a $10 upgrade, which is the same pretty much of what it is for GTA 5. And GTA 5, the only thing that they updated was the frame rate and a couple of like, it was like slightly graphic, some slight graphic updates. That's pretty much it. Whereas this is adding lost, there's like director's commentary over some parts, the... There's all sorts. There's, there's improved a... loading times, there's haptic feedback, there's photo mode enhancements um and accessibility options a lot of which is based on part one um there's obviously better uh visuals um they've also talked about a roguelike mode mm. where you can play as different characters and go through it which i'm not really no. fussed by um there's a speed run mode there's yes uh, behind the scenes commentary um to try and make this package what it is i mean a ten dollar um, upgrade i think that's fine and I quite like that it wasn't really a... It's not announced at the Game Awards or anything like that. It's just, yeah, we're doing this. Well, it's because get least, this. That's why they announced it. Yeah. But I don't know if I, they'd have announced it at the Game Awards. Would they? I have absolutely no interest in oh, this. Oh, same. I'm I don't want to lie. Like, I was not a massive fan of the game anyway. Um, mm. It's it's a good game, but I I much prefer the first, like, part one, to be honest. Do we know that two, that part three is definitely going to happen? Absolutely, or? it's going to happen. And that's... The, the thing... For me, I think the reason that this part two is coming out and being made is because of the TV show. And as much as I love the TV show, I feel like that's somewhat ruined the series now because part one came out, well, the first game came out ages ago. Part two came out quite a long time ago now. And instead of just thinking, right, let's make the next game in the series, which I'm sure they will have written a part three already and they will have been thinking about it. They're now working on all these remake versions of it, which are purely to make money out of people that have not played it, watch the TV show and think, oh, I want to play the game. And so they can now go and buy the new version of it. Clearly, the second series of the show is going to be based on part two. So they want to release part two now on PS5 to make people play it and buy it before the TV show. Like, it's all about making money from the TV show. And as much as I appreciate that from a business point of view, I'm also like, we could have had part three by now if you weren't fannying around with this bullshit. I also, like, but I'm I also think part one has like been all remade and it's kind of, you know, perfectly like native to the PS5. And then you've got part two now that is all native to the PS5 and it kind of links up with that. I wonder if that then just guarantees then part three is going to be on PS5 and it's not a, a million miles away and will probably coincide with the release of season three, which will probably be in a couple of years. It will be at the end of the PS5's life cycle. And, they'll and have it nice will be box. pushing it for quite a while. And then the PS6 will come out. And a year later, they'll be like, oh, we need to re-release The Last of Us Part 3. And so they'll then re-release that as a remastered version on PS6. And then they'll go, oh, now we need to release a trilogy package. And so they'll then do them all over again on PS6. And I'm like, just let a story let happen. it go. <laughs> I'm done with this story. I'm utterly done with this story. I have no interest in it. I say, I mean, they've never been my kind of games. Um, and then the last thing, which is just a heads up, really, is that the Steam Autumn Sale goes live next week. 
what do you recommend from the Steam? If you could recommend one game from Steam. Um, well, I don't know what's going to be in it. Um, City Skyline too. Play Star Starfield is in it. That's it. Awkward. Um, 50% Including yeah. uh, Hunt Showdown, Terraria, Sons of the Forest, Starfield, Valheim, and The Last of Us Part 1 uh, on PC. So there you go. I don't know what else is going to be in the sale, but usually mm. you get a no an email notification of, here's 20 things from your wish list on sale. And you're like, oh, I can't afford any of those, but thanks. I wonder if they will put the original Steam Deck on sale. Maybe, because there's the OLED version of it now. Yeah. Are they going to try and shift all the old ones? Who knows? All right. Well, um, what games are just, we've kind of discussed it a little bit, but before we go, what games are you going to be playing on our holiday for the next week? Mario RPG is number one. And you'll finish that in like two days. And what are you going to do? Probably. Um, I have a couple of other games that I've just downloaded. Um, a Highland Song. Oh, I really want to play that. Out yet, but I have that downloaded, which looks really, really, really cute. It's a sort of, Rhythm platformer, but set in the Scottish Highlands. Okay. Um, I have another game called Stars in Time, I think it's called. Stars which is also not out yet. And it is a very queer-friendly, retro-style, black-and-white, top-down RPG. Which is not well, for you. I was about to say, great. Uh, we, we, when we do the awards and have the wankiest uh, game, we need contenders. No, no, no. This one, I think, is meant to be really cute and really, really queer-friendly in a really lovely way. So um, I might play that. Um, I'm also taking with me Tears of the Kingdom to maybe play more of that. Or oh, the physical. I've got Octopath Traveler. I've got the Final Fantasy um, 1 to 6. Uh, which and I'll you're going to be me. fine. I know you don't want to speak I'm to me this entire holiday. Well, also that. And also I'm stressing because I don't relax and I don't know what to do while sat in the sun by the pool. So sitting and playing video games is what I'll end up doing. Great. Well, you do that. I will. And I will just drink and eat. Oh, I'll be sipping margaritas and mojitos whilst From 11am. Yes, from a straw. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much to everyone for tuning in and listening to this. The last podcast on a Monday. Um, we'll be back on the 1st of December, which is a Friday. I know that because that'll be when I'm back streaming as well. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching. Did I say Friday or did we say Thursday? I can't remember swapping joysticks. Uh, no, it's coming out on a Friday and we're recording it. On, on Thursday. Thursday. There we go. That's right. But that week it will have to be Wednesday. What week? The week we come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. That we record it. But yes. Yeah. It is on else, Friday. It will be a Friday. And we'll tell you all the stuff. And uh, Ed will have all the photos. We'll go through all the photos. We're not doing holiday snaps. Yes. We're not doing that. I'm not my mother who makes a book when she goes on holiday. Oh, we should do a book. No. What? Hey, I'm sitting by the pool on day one. Swimming with sharks, Ed. That's interesting. We're not taking pictures of it. I'm not, take, I'm not taking my phone into the water. No, that's true. Okay. All right. Well, thanks very much. Uh, go to swappingjoysticks.com if you want to listen to any of the old stuff. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us over on, yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube, on my YouTube. It's posted up there every single week, as is Inbox and all the other playthroughs and various other things that go on there. So, yeah, go and give us a follow or give, yeah, give us a follow, subscribe, follow, whatever it's called. You can follow us on Twitter. How do we find you? Swap Joysticks. Oh, yeah, we are on there. Um, there's a Facebook group as well. There is, although I've not, I haven't added things to that yet. So I'm not. I'm going to do that from when we're back. Okay. Because I mean, we are. We probably have to get up in about six hours now. Yeah. So I will not be going and uploading and you know formatting and posting things to a Facebook group. That's fine. If you find swapping joysticks on Facebook, though, click request to join because I, I even might even be already open. Just don't expect anything there for at least a week or two. 
Nice. But cool. Uh, you can find me at ed underscore knights on Twitch, on Twitter, and some other places as well. Excellent. I am Biggest Benes pretty much everywhere except for Twitter. I am Biggest Benes one on there. So thank you very much for watching and or listening. And we will be back in just over a week with sunburn. Yes. <laughs> sunburn and COVID. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye. Bye. -bye.